Homer, please don't make me choose between my man and my god because you just can't win. There you go again. Always taking someone else's side. Flanders, the water department, god. All right, producer Owen, what do you got? And also, wait, before you start, it should be noted that people wonder, does the host get fed any of the information ahead of time? I don't know any of the questions that are getting thrown my way. Is that true, Owen? It is very true. You're flying in blind here, Matt. And we talked about generational talents. And in this first one, I'm going to pit two generational talents against each other. Hold on. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Is it Connor Bedard versus Victor Wembanyama? You know me too well, Matt. You know me too well. If you're a GM in either sport, or let's say you're involved with MLSE, which one yeah. would you oh. rather have on your team? I think that's an interesting spin to it. Yeah, no, no. Now, listen, the obvious answer, because the, the, the Maple Leafs are really good and the Raptors are not, Yes, and they feel like the Raptors are that super... Like, if they had Victor Wembanyama, they'd be one of the favorites to win it all next year. So the obvious answer is going to be on the basketball side of things. They need one player who is clearly better than Siakam. We were hoping Scotty Barnes will get close to being that guy this year. It has not happened. And in general, and it's nothing against Connor Bedard. It's just the nature of the sport where in basketball, one guy has bigger impact on wins and losses. Da, 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 da. You've heard the cliche over and over and over again. So the answer is Victor, uh, Victor Wembanyama. However, it should also be noted, Connor Bedard's play over the last week and a half I think it's going to get maybe another bunch of NHL teams to suddenly become sellers at the deadline. Oh, for sure. And I do think Connor Bedard is actually the safer pick here between the two. But Victor Wembenyama not only hits ceilings with his head, he has a higher ceiling than Connor Bedard. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts what he looks like out there. I'll give credit to intern Adam for this one. Right. Zion Williamson recently went down with an injury. He'll be out for a couple yeah. weeks. He went first overall. Yep. And in his draft, John Morant went second. If you were a GM, put on your GM hat yet again, right. who would you rather have on your team for the upcoming years? Zion Williamson or Ja Morant? Okay, um, Zion has the higher ceiling. Um, just w- when he's healthy, he puts up Shaq numbers, especially in terms of his efficiency. But I don't, the, the problem with this one is I don't trust either of these bodies, but for different reasons. Zion's feels more cursed. Morant, he's got to learn to relax a little bit, uh, just in terms of his style of play. I describe him as he's Allen Iverson, but with a more efficient offensive game. This is a close one. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Morant for the higher level. Of, I will take availability over potential. I really do like that Allen Iverson comparison, but I will raise you another John Morant comparison that I really like, and that sort of applies to his really aggressive play right now, and that is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose in his yes. earlier Chicago days oh, yeah. would jump over anyone, really. I still remember that dunk over Goran Dragic when Dragic was playing for the Suns. And so incredibly reckless, so incredibly skilled. But I do think John Morant will have a little bit more longevity, but you really never know in the NBA. A big topic around the station, around this town, is what the Toronto Raptors are going to do at the trade deadline. 
Now, there are some names out there. Zach Levine's name has been making the rounds. It seems like Bradley Beal is in trade conversations every year for the last five years, but nothing happens. He actually, if I can interrupt for a second, this is a little known fact. Um, One day, actually, as uh, Bradley Beal was putting on a Washington Wizards hat and shaking hands with Adam Silver, he was already in trade speculation to be traded from the Washington Wizards. It's a little known fact. I am not surprised. I'm not yeah. surprised. It's a horrible joke by me. <laughs> horrible joke by me. What do you got? <laughs> um, I guess you're going to be putting on your GM hat yet again. All right. And at the trade deadline, are you looking to sell some of your assets and pack it up for the year? Or are you looking to go out there and maybe package some of your guys and buy to get a little bit better going into the playoffs? Okay, I have been flip-flopping on this one because uh, I said a little while ago, Raptors, don't do a thing. Don't do a thing. I'm starting now to lean towards, and we'll learn more, six-game homestand, Milwaukee, Knicks, Portland, Charlotte, uh, twice against Charlotte against Atlanta. You know, there's a lot of very winnable games there. But here's a stat that I saw that the Raptors, hey, they've played 25 games against teams that are 500 or better. They've had the third most difficult NBA schedule. Okay. But they're 9 and 16 in those games. 9 and 16. So if you're not like, I like, you look at the Bulls. The Bulls have won almost all their games against like the Brooklyns and the Bostons and and the Milwaukee's of the world. But the Raptors aren't beating the, the teams with winning records. So I'm leaning right now towards selling with an eye towards 2023-24, and we send uh, Pascal Siakam a Derek Jeter gift basket just with all, without the sex oh, leading no. up to Oh, it. no. Um, yes. An interesting stat about that, just quickly. <laughs> the Raptors, yeah. I believe, only have four wins against playoff teams in the East this year, and three of those wins are against the Cavs. Uh, that, yeah, that is true. That is, that is 100% true. They've been... They've been great against the Cavs, bad against everyone else. So weird. For sure. Uh, we got yeah. one more here, and I'm going to throw yeah. it over to intern Adham. And right. He's going to throw you one. What do you got, Adam? All right. Well, to stay on brand with the show, we're going to have a little bit of a gambling this or that. Uh, two okay. of the hottest teams in the NFL with great quarterbacks are relatively long shots to win the Super Bowl. If you had to pick between one of those tickets, Chargers at plus 2,500 or the oh. Packers at plus 3,100, which ticket would you rather be holding today? Uh, Packers have the easier ro- road to get to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take them at plus 3,100. Uh, the Chargers are the better team. There is no doubting that. Like, they are they are the better team. But they're going to have to go through Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City. So I'm going to say Green Bay, where it could be Brock Purdy, is Jalen Hurts healthy? No one trusts the Cowboys. No one trusts Kurt Cousins. Get the bleep out of here with with uh, with Daniel Jones and the Giants. So I'm going to go with Captain Grumpy himself, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And I'll like I'll just like to add, we all know how history loves to repeat itself. Last time yeah. the Packers won in 2010, it was similar. They snuck into the playoffs as a wild card, got hot yeah. late, and the rest was history. So yeah, I, I would rather be holding that Packers ticket as well. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Good job by by both of you for this or that.